0: Amen. Oh, I said amen. Today, I want to follow up our conversation that we had from last Sunday. Last Sunday, we we're talking about how to um, make our, our faith contagious, isn't it? How to make our faith contagious. And I said to you that when your faith is contagious, you, you, you affect even God. You make God come through for you. Amen. And today, I want to talk about how to unquarantine your faith. How to unquarantine your faith. I'm not sure whether it's a word, but when I checked, when I checked in the dictionary, unquarantine means to free or to release from quarantine. So I'm not sure. It doesn't sound like a word, is not it? But when I checked in the dictionary, to unquarantine means to release or to free up. Amen. Free up. You know, somebody will say that, how can you say that my faith is quarantined? How can you say that my my faith needs to be freed up? How can you say that I I don't have faith? Somebody said in in Luke chapter 17 verse 5 to 6, the apostles went to Jesus and said, Lord, increase our faith. Hebrews 17, uh, sorry, Luke 17, 5. And the apostle said to the Lord, Lord, increase our faith. And Jesus said that, no, you don't need an increase of faith. Amen. Verse 6, he says, you don't need an increase of faith. He said that if you have faith as a master seed, you can say to this mulberry tree, be pulled up by the roots and be planted in the sea. And it to obey you. So what Jesus was saying is that what you need is not an increase in faith, but what you need is on quarantine your faith. You need to uh, you need to release your faith. because if you have faith as small as a master seed, you can do wonders with it. Hallelujah. The problem we have is that we don't use our faith. The problem we have is that we don't exercise our faith. The problem we have is that our faith is quarantined. When he says something is quarantined, it means that it is being prevented from exposure, so that it will not affect others, so that it will not do what it's meant to do. Because sicknesses or, or epidemics and diseases are meant to destroy people, isn't it? And so, when let's say you get uh, somebody gets uh, yellow fever or or smallpox or chickenpox or those type of contagious diseases, what they try to do is that they try to isolate them so that they don't infect others with their sickness. Are you with me? And quarantine faith means that your faith is there, but it is not allowed, it's restricted, not allowed to move to do what it's supposed to do. Majority of us as Christians, we have faith, but our faith is dormant. Our faith is pre- in prison. Our faith is non-existent. Amen. We come to church all right. We believe in God all right. We do everything that there is to do, but we, we, we are not affecting anybody. Can I give you a few reasons why our faith is, is quarantined? The first one is that, number one, your faith is quarantined because you believe in God and that's it. Your faith is quarantined because you believe in God. In James chapter 2 verse 8 he says that but some will say we have faith and I have I will show you my faith without works and I will show you my faith by my works. If you believe in God, you do well. Even the demons believe and they tremble. <laughs> believing in God is not enough. As I said believing demons believe in God. And they tremble. We don't tremble when we mention the name of Jesus. We don't tremble when we mention God's name. We don't tremble. Demons, they believe so much that they tremble at the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. They, they panic when Jesus' name is mentioned. We don't panic in this room. But all we do is that we have believed his name and that's it. We don't do anything apart from believing his name. Hallelujah. We are not exercising the faith. We have quarantined it. Jesus is, is true. He does miracles, yes. We believe it. But how many can truly say he has done a miracle in my life? Somebody came, uh, a sister came to, 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 to me yesterday, yesterday, Friday. And she was saying that she was in church on Sunday, last sun, Sunday gone. And I was praying for people standing here. I was praying for them. And anybody I got to, I prayed a certain prayer, like specific prayer for them. And when I got to her, she was wondering what I was going to say when I got to her. So when I got to her, I said, Lord, favor her. Let her have favor. Let her have favor. And she was like, she's just lost a job. They were told that next Monday is your last day. Your contract is finished. And she just came to church. And I was, when I, she was there, I was praying. All I said is that favor her, Lord. Her she went to work on Monday and she was asked to come for an interview in the same place for another post, a uh, higher post than where she was, where she was being sacked from. So she went, she, said she had an interview on Wednesday and the interview was bad. I mean, she bombed the interview. How many have been to an interview that you bombed it? You know that this one, if I'm to, even me, I will employ myself. She was just telling us on, 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 on a Friday. She said, she, she, I truly bombed the interview. I, I, like When I left the room, I was like, oh, I've embarrassed myself. Because <laughs> these people, I'm going to see them again on the, on the corridors. Floor. And they will see this is the girl who doesn't know anything. And she said she went to sit on a table. And she was there doing her last, like trying to prepare herself to leave and then at the end of the, the the boss comes and says that congratulations you have got a job i'm proud of you i'm proud of you <laughs> and and said this can be nothing but favor because i know myself that i bombed it And so she said she so she came she, she she's not a member of this church she just came for the contingent service and she said so she, Friday, she came to, 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 to my office and said, that Pastor, I want you to know that the prayer you prayed for me, the favor. It worked. It overturned a bombed interview. Hallelujah. You see, most of us don't have this type of testimonies because even though we believe that God can do the impossible, we never put it into practice. And the second thing, the second thing, uh, why our, our, our faith is, is, is quarantined, quickly, quickly, work with me. We expect little or nothing from God. Amen. We expect little or nothing from God. Hallelujah. Most of us come to church and go, come to church and go. But everything we have is what we have provided ourselves. Everything we do is because of what we have given ourselves when he came, this is Mark 19, for, uh, 14 to 24. When he came to the disciples, he saw a great multitude around and the scribes disputing with them. Immediately they saw him and the people greatly were greatly amazed, running to him and greeted him. And he asked the scribes, what are you discussing with them? And they, then one of them said, Lord, we brought our son who is mute. And Wherever he seizes him and throws him down, he foams at the mouth, gushes his, gnashes his teeth, and becomes rigid. And so I spoke to your disciples when they that they should cast it out, but they could not. And he answered and said, "O oh, faithless generation! How long shall I be with you? How long shall I bear you? Bring him to me." And they brought him to, to they brought him to him, and he saw him. When he saw him immediately, the spirit convulsed him and he fell to the ground and wallowed foaming at the mouth. And so the father said, he asked the father, How long has this been happening to him? And he said, Since his childhood. And often it throws him both in the fire and into the water and destroys to destroy him. But if you can do anything, have compassion and help us. And Jesus said, if you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. And immediately the father cried out and said, Lord, I believe. This is the, the charismatic Christian. This is the Pentecostal Christian today. Lord, I believe, but help my unbelief. Hallelujah. We are Christian unbelievers. The, the church today is a church full of Christian unbelievers. We believe that there is a God. We believe that he can do. But it's almost like he can do for others, but not for us. The Bible says that when they saw him, they ran to him. Why did they run to him? They ran to him because they knew he could do something, but not for them. The father was also part of the people who ran to him. He ran to the, uh, Jesus, but then he said, Lord, if you can do anything. Do something. If you can do anything, do something. Why do you say, if I can do anything, do something? Why don't you say that, do something for me, do this for me, heal my son? Why are you not specific? But why are you so general? If you can do anything, can't do anything, it's be giving him painkiller. Taking a painkiller is not the same as eradicating a sickness. Because after the painkiller is one of you, you'll still be in pain. Are you with me? After the tablet is one of you, still be back in the same situation. It doesn't solve the situation. If you can do anything, do something. Then he said to him, for me to do something, it will have to amount to you believing. See, the reason why we don't get anything from God is that for God to do something for us, we have to believe and have faith. We have to unleash the, the quarantine faith in our system. We have to release the faith so that it, it, with that faith of believing, God for faith, we all have it. Amen. None of you came this, this afternoon and you tested the chair before you sat on it. How many tested the chair to see whether the chair could hold your weight before you sat on it? How many? How many did not test your chair before you sat on it? But you know that the chair could have been broken. It could have been. Yeah, but you have so much faith that you just dropped your body on it. Are you with me? So don't tell me you don't have faith. You do have faith. The only problem is that you refuse to exercise your faith. Hallelujah. When it comes to what God can do for you, you decide that you cannot do anything. This sister did not really use her faith. She said, I came out of the the, the interview room. I knew that I had bombed it. (laughs) Are you with me? She, She did not believe that that prayer of favor could work for her. It just so happened that the prayer worked for her. Are you with me? So now she's coming to say that, now I believe. After it has worked. No, no, no. You don't have to believe, see it work before you believe. You must believe it before it works. That is faith. Faith is a substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. We have not seen it, but we believe it. That we will see it. And then we see it and have it. Hallelujah. Unleash your faith. Unquarantine your faith. We all have faith, but our faith is in prison. Who imprisoned the faith? We imprison the faith. Our habits have imprisoned the faith. Our traditions have imprisoned the faith. Most of us do not live on faith. Do you know you can decide to live on faith? Yeah. As anytime you start living on your own power, God pulls out. Yeah. Anytime you want to live on faith, God comes through for you. Amen. He said, Lord, if if you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. Verse 24. And immediately the father of the child cried out, Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. Someone said, Lord, help my unbelief. Lord, help my unbelief. We all have unbelief in us. In one way or the other. Even by our conversational confessions, we can see that we have unbelief. How many have confessed that oh, this is my sickness. Give me a wave if you have said that before. Yeah. When did it become yours? Where did, you it Where did you buy the sickness from? Who gave you that sickness? Have you not heard the scripture say, I am the Lord that healed thee? Have you not heard the scripture that says that if you obey me and serve me, I will bless your water and bless your bread. And there will be none sick among you. How do you say that? It's my headache. My asthma. My, what else? My fibroid. How, when did it become yours? I said, when did it become yours? Say that I give it back. Say that it used to be mine, but I give it back. Oh, say it like you mean it. Say, it used to be mine, but this afternoon, I give it back. It's not mine anymore. Hallelujah. Number three, quarantine faith is being too worldly. That is believing in the world system than believing in God's system. You, are, you believe more in the world system. How many know what the world system is? Get education. Use your education. Get a job. Use your hard work, your creativity. Use your, uh, your interpersonal skills. Use your uh, connections to, 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 to make, make it in life. Hallelujah. I am not discounting the world system, but there's also a God system. And if you're a Christian, you must interchange the world system with God's system. Hallelujah. Oh, I don't think you heard what I said. I don't think you heard me. Yeah, there's the world system and there's the God system. Favor is not fair. God can decide to favor you today, and all your problems will be over. Hallelujah. It doesn't matter where you come from, who you are, who you are not. If God decides to favor you, he says that it's it's God that lifts one up and pulls another down. If God lifts you up, nobody can put you down. If God decides to favor you, that's all you need. And you must have faith in the God who can lift you up. And have faith that he will lift you up. Hallelujah. Have faith in God. Unleash your faith, your quarantine faith, release it, release God, release God to be a blessing in your life. Why are you so so restricted? It is what you hear, what you see, what you feel, what is said to you. That's all you believe. you believe in your senses than God. How many Christian unbelievers do I have? Say, Pastor, you don't understand. You have to be realistic. In this world that we live in is who you know. Let's face facts. You don't need a job to make it. You need a God. Ah, you didn't hear what I said. You don't need a job to make it. You need a God. See, we we lived in France. For a year, and we didn't have a job. We were on missions. Our job is to talk to people, win souls for Christ. That's all we're doing. And believe you me, that was the, one of the nicest years we've had. We're always in Disneyland. People who are supposed to be <laughs> unemployed, we're always in Disneyland or, or in, eating in fancy, fancy restaurants. There was a restaurant, when you go there, food is raw. You pick and then the chef will just on your table cook it for you. And we're always there. Yeah. We didn't know where the rent was coming for, from to pay the rent at the end of the month. But we're in a restaurant. But at the end of each month, each month the, the, the rent is paid. By the 28th we don't know where the rent is coming from. I kid you not. But by the, f- the, the end of the month See, it, 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 sometimes the reason why we don't want to live by faith is that it is very, very, you know, it's, it's like live, uh, riding a roller coaster, highs and lows, and it feels, hey, hey, what's going to happen? Because sometimes when it uh, come close to the end, the, the landlady will be coming. And you can't, you see, and she doesn't speak English. She speaks French, and we don't speak French. So there's no argument, or listen, I'll pay you later, let me, have. no, 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 no. It's like, <laughs> Pay the money. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah. Listen, it's, it's more fun living on the edge, living by faith. I've been there, and I know what I'm talking about. Yeah. It's not fun when you're in it. But when you're out of it and you look, it's like, wow, it was really fun there. <laughs> Hallelujah. Listen, let's start believing in God again. Let's start exercising our faith once again. Are you with me? Believe God on a daily basis. Believe God. See, the Bible says that the expectation of the righteous will not be cut off. If you expect God to do something for you, God will do it. The problem we have is that we are not expecting anything. Anybody, anything. We, are, we are trying to work out. Listen, I'm giving you an exercise. Believe God that by the end of this week, before the end of this week, somebody will propose marriage to you. Only one person said amen. Uh, you see what I'm talking about? It, I, I knew when I was saying it, and when, I, when I wrote it in my notes, I knew that when I say that, nobody will say amen. Guaranteed maybe one or two crazy people will say <laughs> Lord, I believe. Help my Help own, my own belief. belief. Pastor, you don't. Know. I need to do a person. I need to know. I can't have to be a boyfriend, girlfriend first before they propose. No, 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 no. Hallelujah. Believe that by the end of this week, you will get a job that pays ten, twice what you are earning today. Uh Aha, now you see. I wrote that one also in my notes that after the first one, when I say the second one, you say amen. The third reason, third reason. The fourth one. We are we have quarantined the power of God through faith by being too familiar with God and the vessel he uses. We are too familiar with God. We know, as for God, he does not do this type of miracles. Who told you? As for God, he doesn't just bring uh, husbands. He doesn't bring new jobs. He, 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 no, listen, somebody will meet you in the ro- on the roadside and say, Sister, I want to marry you. And it's God sent. I say it's God sent. You see, let me show you how you know. Let me show you how you know. Let, let, me, show, let me show you how you know. You will know because you have a certain, a certain feeling inside of you that this is God. The Bible says there's a spirit inside of us, bear witness with his spirit. So a, it won't feel like a strange thing. It will feel like, oh, I have known you all this while. Uh, pastor. No, the world system is different from God's system. I said the world system is different from God's system. Yeah. Pastor, uh, no, no, no. Don't, uh, you see, when you start to argue, it means your faith is qu- quarantined. Anybody who Jesus came into contact with and they were, they, were, they were arguing and giving reasons why not. It didn't work. The Bible says Jesus, when he went to his own town, in Mark chapter 4. Yeah. Mark chapter 4. He said that when he came to his own hometown. Mark chapter 6. Then he, 6 from one year. from He went from there to his own country. And his disciples followed him. And when he, on the Sabbath day had come, he began to teach in the synagogue. And many hearing him were astonished, saying, Where did this man get his wisdom from? This things from? And, and what wisdom is this? which is given to him, that many such mighty works are performed by his hand. And is this not the carpenter, the son of Mary? Familiarity. And the brother of James and Joseph and Judas and Simon, and are not his sisters with us here. So there he, he, they were offended at him. And Jesus said, a prophet is not without honor, except in his own country. And among his own relatives. And in his own house. And he could do no mighty works there, except to lay hands on a few sixfolds and them be healed. See, for other places he didn't lay hands. He just speaks, even remotely, and the people are healed. So he's laying on of hands. It's because It's a reflection of lack of faith. I have to lay hands before yes. something happens. It means you don't have faith. Hallelujah. We 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 are we are too familiar with how God works in our minds. Uh, you see, it, it, it's almost as if sometimes when there is a problem, you, your your own pastor. You don't tell your own pastor. You hear there is a powerful man of God somewhere, and you go to that person. If that person. For, 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 for that person to, to, to pray for me or that person to give me uh, uh, something. No. I said, no. It doesn't work like that. In, in Second Chronicles chapter 20 verse 20, he said that believe, it, he rose up early in the early morning morning and said, "Hear me o, o, o Judah, and his inhabitants and you inhabitants of quickly." Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God and you shall be established. Believe in his prophets and you shall prosper. Sometimes we don't believe in the man of God. You don't believe in your pastor. That's why some a stranger will come here and I'll pray for them for favor and they'll go and get a job. That is paying more than three, four thousand pounds, more than the job they just lost. But when I pray for you, because I've been here with you, chatting and laughing and everything, you don't receive anything because you can't believe it. Hallelujah! Yeah. It's almost as if it is more powerful when he's a stranger. That's how come you see, as a pastor, when I travel, I see miracles. I see it. When I come to my church, I don't even bother to pray for them. I don't even bother. Because, not that the power is not there, but the people can receive it. So why waste your energy? Because if you have quarantined your faith, you see, at, when you are an unbeliever or a baby in Christ, my faith can work for you. Are you with me? When you're a a stranger, my faith can work for you. But once you are growing, my faith can't work for you anymore. Because you've got to exercise your own faith. Are you with me? Because God works with us. So my faith plus your faith is what makes the thing work. So if my faith is what it is and your faith is not there, it doesn't work. Hallelujah. Am I talking to somebody? Yeah, yeah. Listen, let's believe. And believe in the pastor God has given Yeah. Believe in God. When anything is said, believe it. Take it. Run with it. Unleash your faith. After all, what have you got to lose? I said, what have you got to lose? Unleash your faith. It is not about the world system. It's about God. Listen, the doctor says ABC. The doctor is not God. I said, the doctor is not God. He too he can just fall down this minute and go. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah. Whose report shall you believe in? Let's go on. Next one quickly. We have quarantined our faith by believing more in our own power instead of the power of God. How many will agree with me this is true? We believe in our own power. When we connect things, we think that our connection is more powerful than God's connection. We believe in what, what we can do for ourselves than what God can do for us. How many have bumped something you expected to do well in before? Oh, your exam that you really thought that this one I'm going to really excel. So your, your, so your own power is not something you must, you must really rely on. Hallelujah. Yeah, yeah, your own power is not something you must rely on exclusively because your power can fail you. The Bible says that curse is the man who believes in the arm of flesh. For the arm of flesh will fail you. Amen. Put the scripture up. Luke 12, 20, 27 says that consider the lilies, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. Yet I say to you, even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. And if God so clothes the grass which, are is of the f- which today is in the field and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, how much more will he clothe you, oh, you of little faith? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Why don't we release our faith that God will take care of me? I say, why don't you release your faith to believe that God will take care of you, that God will provide for you? Amen. I'm going to see this man. I'm going to see this woman. Maybe they can help me. I'm going to talk to this person. Maybe they can do something for me. I'm going to see this person. Maybe they can talk. I'm not saying that seeing people are wrong. But why do you have so much belief in the seeing of the person that the God who can do who can do something. The Bible said the heart of the king is in the hand of the Lord and he can turn wherever he wants. He can turn it this way or that way. Why don't you believe in the one who's hand the heart of the canis, and say to him that turn his heart this way for me. Hallelujah. I don't know whether you are believing what I'm saying or I am talking to some (laughs) How many are hearing what I'm saying? And how many are believing what I'm saying? From today, I am urging you. I am encouraging you. I'm challenging you, that let your faith come out alive again, become active. Try your faith. Lay hands on yourself and say that I am going to be healed. This pain, I won't feel it a- a- again. And when you finish, take it to the doctor. Ch- you did the X-ray for me, and it said I had this. And this, said, try it again. I know I'm healed. Hallelujah. Next one, let's go. We have quarantined our faith by holding on to the guilt of our sins, even when we have repented of it. Sometimes the reason why we don't go close is because of sin. And we believe that because of sin, God will not hear us, or God cannot. Come through for us. Amen. We have quarantined our faith by holding on to the guilt of the sin. You see, there is the sin and there is the, the guilt of the sin. There are two different things. See, Satan is the accuser of the brethren, Satan is the one that brings the guilt of the sin and lays it up on you. So, whatever you have been through, you have prayed God has forgiven you. But the guilt is been left, deposited there by Satan. Somebody said to me, Pastor, I have lost my place in church. I mean, I was talking to a sister who hasn't been to church for a while and I asked her, what do you mean by you've lost your place? Because your place is still vacant. Whatever you were doing before you left church, nobody has failed it. So it's not like the physical place, that is what you have lost. You say, Pastor, you don't understand. I've lost my place in church. And I said, what do you mean? Say, I don't feel I belong anymore. And why don't they feel that way? It's not because God hasn't forgiven them. But the guilt of their sin is weighing so heavily on them that they feel that they don't qualify to be come to sit where, where they used to sit anymore. It's the guilt of sin. And it's Satan that puts that thing on us. And it makes us, it takes our faith away. It takes our faith in God's God's omni and omnipresence and omnipotence to forgive us. Yeah. He says that I will take your sin and put it in the sea of forgetfulness. I'll never remember your sin anymore. He doesn't remember it but you remember your sin and you are holding yourself in prison for your own sin. And he decided I have lost my. Be-. how can you lose your place? If you repent this minute, God receives you dismayed like where you are. The prodigal son was not turned into a servant. He went, spent everything. When he came back, he was still a son. He was not demoted. Why are you demoting yourself? Hallelujah. Why are you demoting yourself? Why are you running yourself down? Galatians 5, stand fast in the liberty wherein Christ has made us free. And do not be entangled again with the yoke of bondage. Don't be entangled by the yoke of the guilt of sin. It's a bondage, it's a prison, it's a shackle. It shackles your faith. So as for me, God doesn't listen to me anymore. There are some people who are sitting in church, but they, th- they don't pray anymore. Because they think that they don't qualify to pray. They don't think that God will hear their prayer. So rather, they just go through the motions. I'll come to church so that nobody knows it's me. But they are in church, but their relationship with God is finished. Because the guilt of sin is weighing so hard. I have news for you. God said to tell you that I have forgotten what you did. I'm longing to have a relationship with you. Come back to your place of relationship. Hallelujah. Stop being too hard on yourself. I say, stop being too hard on yourself. Release yourself from the prison you have put yourself in. God God sees you through the righteousness of Jesus Christ. He says that our own righteousness is as filthy as racks before him. But he sees us through the work of the cross. He sees us through the blood of Jesus. And he says, come unto me Let's reason together. Though your sins be as scarlet. Is it, uh, Isaiah one eighteen, They shall be white as snow. They, they, though they may be red as crimson. They shall become wool. Hallelujah. Yeah. Come back to God. Amen. Reason together with God again. Let him turn around. Let him turn around the things that has happened to us. And make us whole again. How many are coming back to God? Your relationship with God. Give me a wave. You are coming back. Yeah, he doesn't remember those things that you did. He sees you different. Begin to see yourself different. See yourself as a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people, a man of God, a woman of God. Touch yourself and say, I am a man of God, I am a woman of God. Oh, you didn't, you didn't believe, you didn't say with conviction. Touch yourself with conviction and say, I am a man of God. I am a woman of God. I, don't, I still don't feel the conviction. Okay, touch somebody and say, you're a man of God. That one, that one I'm hearing a little bit of, of passion. Let's try it again. Touch somebody and say, you're a man of God. You're a woman of God. Last one, is the last one? We have quarantined our faith by looking for spiritual highs and good feelings rather than developing a true relationship. (laughs) Having no spiritual highs. It's like a drug. I'm feeling very I'm feeling the spirit. I'm feeling then you start you start speaking thoughts by yourself because you are feeling some high. So when you're not feeling the high, it means God has left me. No, 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 no. God doesn't work like that. It's not about feeling. feeling. Hallelujah. God doesn't work with, you know, this type of high. I remember I used to travel with about three or four people to go and preach everywhere. When we're going, sometimes on our way to... Wherever we are going to preach, we stop and eat kebabs. <laughs> we eat. And, we are, and then when we reach the place and then the miracles are happening and everything, say, Pastor Pat, this is the kebab. <laughs> <laughs> because one well, of the guys said, I can't, because I feel that you must be spiritually high before you go to the meeting. You pastor, you're eating kebabs. Before we go and <laughs> do miracles, it's not about the high. It's not uh, what's it called, uh, roller coaster. No feeling. No, 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 no. It's a relationship. I say it's a relationship. I don't have to try and reenact my first uh, date with my wife. Are you with me? Every day I go home. Because it is not about high and low. It's a relationship. Are you getting what I'm saying? As soon as I get, I am a husband. She's a wife. The, the, that's it. It's a relationship. It's not about highs and lows. I go, I uh, feel like uh, butterflies in your stomach. Or feel like gooey and then say, okay, now I am feeling like a husband. No, no, no. It doesn't work like that. Scripture. Romans twelve three, For I say through the grace given to me, To everyone among you, not to think of himself highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly, because God has dealt to each one a measure of faith, and God expects us to use that measure of faith, develop your relationship, develop it through faith, and let your faith grow, let your faith be unquarantined, amen. Amen. Let your faith be released so that you will become a, 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 a man of God for real. A woman of God for real. That you are, you, are, you are a supernatural person. You have part of the nature and you have part of the super. Hallelujah. So the world system is working in tandem with God's system in your life. Hallelujah. The reason why we don't, give miracle, we don't talk about testimonies anymore is because we have quarantined faith. So we are not expecting God to do anything. See, testimonies are supposed to unleash the faith. Hallelujah. That girl, the lady said, I, I want to join this church. I want to come to this church. From now on, I want to be a part of this church. I said, why? Because you prayed for me. And I, I bombed the, the interview, but I still got a job. Favor. Who wouldn't want to be in a place where the favor of God is? where you can even bump your your interview and still get a job? Hallelujah. But the same place, there's somebody here. I won't even tell pastor I'm going for an interview. Because these people, they don't, even if they pray, I'll still not get it. Hallelujah. How many can understand what I'm saying? Release your faith i say release your faith release your faith can i give you two things my time is up can i give you two things that you can do to help yourself release your faith number 1 number 1 grow through hearing the word of god faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of god romans 10:17 isn't it faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. You see, the reason why our faith is quarantined is that we don't hear God's word enough. Hallelujah. How many are having your faith enhanced as you are listening to me? Yeah, so take it home with you and play it again and again and again and again to unleash your faith. It's not enough to listen to me for 40 minutes and think that you have have heard enough. No, take it home. Keep hearing. The more you hear, the more faith you develop. Leave the CNN alone. Leave the Facebook alone. Leave the social media alone. Or if you are going to use the social media to play the message again. Hallelujah. Play this message throughout this week and I guarantee by the end of the week, you will receive a miracle. Oh, I don't think you heard what I said. I don't think you heard what I said. Number two, act on what you have heard. No, number, number number two, believe. Number three, act on it. Hallelujah. Believe. Act on it. Take the step. Hallelujah. I said take the step. Act on it. Amen. That is how you develop your faith. What I believe, what I heard and what I believe, I'm going to put it to practice. And when you put it to practice, you see God come through for you.